Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. And I'm Flynn Disney. Hi, Flynn. Thank you, as I say to everybody, because I really mean it. Thank you for taking the time. Um, <clears throat> to people listening, uh, one day, eventually, Craig will message you out of the blue and be like, hey, let's do a podcast. And yeah, it's we'll inevitable, right? <laughs> I'll get there. If you're listening, you're probably going to get it. At, at yes, point. exactly. Because at the end of these, I say, hey, Flynn, who do you want to hear? And then he names drops. And that's, mm. that's I'm like a dog with a, you know, a bone. I go right after those people. Um, and so part of, we do a little talk before. And we, Flynn and I were talking about, you know, what was Craig thinking? What does Craig think? Why is Craig doing the project? What was Flynn thinking when Craig reached out? And we, we kept coming back like little curlicues to curiosity, like curiosity, um, drives. That's the motor behind Craig's insanity. That's what drives the projects that I do. Um, and Flynn was like, yes, curiosity. That's what made me say, okay, I'm down for what I hope is an interesting conversation. So let's, as we said, let's start with curiosity. And I could, there's kind of two ways I could say, what role does curiosity play in your movement? Which is kind of like an easy softball question. So let's, let's talk about, um, what does curiosity mean? So when Flynn says, as you did, I'm curious, I uh, like a curious person. What does being curious mean to you? Being curious to me means having a positive sense of uncertainty. Ooh. It means looking towards something that you don't know or you don't understand, but having some uh, hope or positive uh, sort of sense towards what that could be or what that could lead to. Uh, I think it's a, a deeply embodied sense. In, in, you know, it's not an intellectual thing necessarily. It's very hard to um, train yourself to be curious. I think it's it's much more of a, a sort of subtle, unspoken thing that emerges from from our uh, our biology, psychology. I'm always torn between just saying enough to encourage you to keep talking versus chiming in. So I'm going to chime in a little bit and say, oh yes, absolutely. I love the, the thread about positivity. I can be um, a very uh, like pessimistic, negatively internal, you know, in my head kind of thinker. And I, one of the things that I love, because you asked me in the very beginning before we recorded, what is my, what is my practice like? And I said, well, my physical movement practice is very random and it's very curiosity driven. Ooh, it's nice. Let's go over here or it's sunny. Let's do something related to that. And that's very, that's a very embodied way for me to attack moving. And I, I, but I love, I hadn't pointed out in my own thinking, I hadn't pointed out the positive aspect. Like, yeah, there's something about um, having a bias to action about, well, I guess I will move. I will go and explore. Um, I hadn't really identified that as being a positive outlook. And I, I think that's an interesting observation, interesting in a good way, observation. Not interesting, that would be. Yeah, it's, I don't mean it as a weasel word. You know, weasel no, no. words, yeah, like most people uh -huh. think, you know, I don't mean it as a weasel word. I mean, that's interesting, <laughs> yeah. which to me is a high compliment. <laughs> um, what uh, and you can just talk right over me i'm i'm making no i try, actually try to keep notes about the conversations i have it's really hard so i'm i'm not writing my grocery list i'm i'm writing notes about what we're talking sure. about do you find that you can see in other people whether or not they have the same um i don't know what we call that there's a there's an ineffable thing that is this curious drive when you 
encounter other people or train with other people or just bump into them at like the market, do you think you can tell whether or not they are the same kind of curious as you? Yeah, I, I like this idea of tribe as a, again, sort of ineffable thing, not so boundary it is in being from the same country or the same religion or anything like this. But I think there's a, a lack of a better word, a sort of frequency um, of, 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 of people that I will run into from time to time. And, and immediately I will think, okay, you're uh, you're one of us, you know, I've got something. <laughs> but, and I'm sure you're one of these, uh, one of these people, Craig. Um, but you, you know, I meet these people from time to time from different backgrounds, uh, dance, movement, art, whatever. And I think, okay, we're, we're looking for something similar. Hmm. Yeah. I, I would throw myself in that, in that tribe of, I'm not a, I, I, I think I understand what you're saying. I don't like us versus them. I know what you mean. I, I, I want to say us. But I don't ever want to say them. Like I, I'm, I know exactly what you mean. Like that, you run into people, um, you know, when moving or you know on the way to events or whatever, and they're like, "Yes, we are us. Like these are these are my peeps." And I, I think there's a, like a positive feedback loop there where, I'm going to say most people who are like this, they are aware that they are like this, and they are also, you know pointing back at me like, Oh, you're one of us. And I think it's fun. I think it's fun to I was gonna say swim in that pool, like to, you know, go there and do that. But it's also, it's also fun to go, um, like the, I don't want to, I don't want to use the word them, but it's also fun to go be the contagious, curious, positive embodied mover where people aren't expecting it to just be like like Daffy Duck you just like show up and do whatever you're doing and I think that has a nice I mean as long as you don't scare the crap out of them you know like if you're balancing a head or something that doesn't go well but if you do something that that interests them and and you mentioned earlier probably before recording about creating ripples if you can do something that shares your energy with people who don't already have that energy, then that's like a special opportunity or a special gift. And that's part of what I love doing with these recordings. Yeah. I think a lot of it in there's sharing energy and there's, there's also uh, surprising people. And I think surprise again, we're sort of pointing towards some of the same things here. Um, we, I mentioned positive, um, positive uncertainty, but I think that like is, isn't a sort of synonym for curiosity, but I think that's, sort of significant because the majority of uncertainty is not positive it's, it's actually quite negative the way that it that it feels by negative i mean we tend to try to avoid uncertainty so when i say positive i mean moving towards and when i say negative i mean moving away from um and so i think that um sort of tribe that i feel attracted to are the people who have that sense of not it, it, it's maybe just a sort of natural bias or a cultivated bias um, towards the right dose of uncertainty. Uh, as I experience yeah. a lot of people, there is a sort of natural um, people, animals. There is a natural avoidance of of these things that we can't really predict. And, and that, as I understand it, that goes very deep, and it's for a very good reason. You know, given the, the sort of evolutionary context and all of this, and the, the boundaries of, of, of life that we have to maintain. So, it's a good reason to avoid uncertainty because uncertainty is uh, hosts all sort of bad things. But the other thing about uncertainty is 
it also hosts all of the good things in life. Yeah, the opportunities. It? Yeah. Yeah. So if you protect yourself from all uncertainty, you maybe you are protecting yourself from falling down a well or getting eaten by a bear, but you're also protecting yourself from love, <laughs> right? From meeting from finding people, water. from yeah. from finding water. Exactly. That's a fit the analogy or finding honey. Yeah. That, um, here's how Craig's brain works. When you're talking about uncertainty, I'm thinking about um, physical uncertainty. You know, there's like, you could have mental uncertainty, you could have emotional, it's all these things. But so I was thinking about physical uncertainty and I flashed to, I was recently visiting somebody staying at their house and they had oh, a beautiful dog. Um, and the dog is extremely energetic, which is fine. I'm a dog guy. I love all dogs, especially Same. other people's dogs. Best dogs in the world, <laughs> other people's dogs. Um, You're not anyway. responsible for them. So it's, uh... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we went to the dog park with the dog. Um, and I always like to point out that there's no way dogs understand how transportation in cars or trains work. They just think it's a magic box. You sit in the front. They sit in the back. We go on adventures. Um, so the magic box took us to the dog park. Uh, as we knew. And when the dog got there, of course, the dog just goes bonkers. But when dogs play, there's a moment or, you know, maybe I'm oversimplifying, but there's a moment where they either know each other or they just met, but they're comfortable enough that they start like this crazy, chaotic, running body slam, like uncertain game. And what made me think of all this was there's two kinds of people at dog parks. There's people who are ready for that. <laughs> The people who haven't ever experienced it because dogs for some reason like to run into you. So two dogs that are playing chase, they will run for your legs at maximum speed. And the first dog will go by using you as like a snowplow split one way, hoping the other dog crashes into you. And if you're not ready for that, you get creamed. And I was just thinking like, I'm ready for that. Like I've experienced this at multiple dog parks and it, it's fun. And I was just thinking like, what is it about getting creamed by a dog I mean, that is fun. And I was like, yeah, there's uncertainty. You don't know. I mean, maybe the first dog, I know this one. I don't know this giant second one behind him. And and yeah. there's definitely an, a physic, the words, there is a joy to uncertainty in physicality when it's in like the right framework. And like, so, you know, dogs yeah. do it. Then they invent, literally engage the people in the process. But um, I think we see that you know, the royal we, all of us see that when we are, you know, jamming or training together or, you know, working on a line and people are hanging out and, and making comments about different things that could be mixed in. Um, yeah, what, um, what comes to mind for me there, I uh, completed a, a, a research topic on, uh, on games and understanding games in, in, in a sort of deeper way. It seems that it's, um, whether you're a human or an, I, I also work with dogs that's part of my other um, background other than parkour is uh, training dogs and games just engage living organisms to mm. some degree or, or more complex ones like us and, and, and mammals. But so what I wanted to do was to try and understand a little bit more um, what was going on here, why you can play the same kind of game with dog and the dog will love it and the dog will learn the same kind of game, same kind of structure with a, with a kid or with an adult. And chances are they're going to learn a lot from it and have a really um, um, memorable hmm. uh, experience. And that's also sort of the key. And um, one of the things that I, that I learned was that um, the word goal has its etymology in boundary. So when you have a goal, you have a boundary. 
So if you have something to aim for, you have a point to stop. So when you think about um, the difference between uh, a jujitsu match and a street fight, you know, one is even, you know, the hardest person in the world um, will tell you to avoid street fights because you don't know what's going to happen. There isn't a clear goal. Right. And therefore, there's no point where you can say, okay, I've, you know, I've, yeah. I've far enough jujitsu. You, you're, you're going until your opponent taps out or until something happens. Yeah, the goal but, is common. <laughs> we, we both know what the goal we is. We both know what it is. There's a clear boundary. And uh, I, I guess in, there's maybe not such a clear goal for the, uh, for the dogs in, in your, uh, <laughs> your story <laughs> other than that was possible. But there is still the boundary of you know that your worst case is going to get knocked over. Yeah. Um, and that's a sort of tolerable thing. And then again, if you were, you know, an older, frail person, and then that would not be something that you could um, sort of accept as an outcome. And then you, know, you would feel differently about that if you were a frail, a frail person. Right. Um, so, yeah, again, I think that really, really relates to the uh, sort of positive, negative uncertainties. It's, I think it's so much constrained by... Um, the sort of limits in a, in a sense, like some sort of limiter. Um, and I think that limiter can be sort of externally placed. So jujitsu, as an example, you can, you can place that limiter of, okay, we're going to have a, have a fight, have a match. And then we've got that limiter. But I think in, in, um, outside of that kind of games context, like in, in the dog context, the, the limiter for you is your ability to fall over and, know that you'll be fine right right so that places a limit on the, the sort of like um uncertainty of that situation you're like okay work like the the worst case is going to happen is i'm going to fall over but beyond that point I, i'm i'm fairly certain that i'm not going to like break my leg or anything like that yeah um, and i think that's a, a great lesson for, for parkour is is uh you only really need to be afraid of in, in a sense, what you can't truly predict, um, and I think with, with the right practice, so in, in, not just with parkour, but with anything with the right, um, well, a, a quote that I found recently that um, I found it on Instagram and it was attributed to Denzel Washington. And I was like, wow, Denzel's a really deep guy. What's, what's going on here? And I, I, and I Googled it and it was just, it was from, it's from, you know, like I Ching or something like this. <laughs> Somebody was like, Denzel's a wise person. So they'll listen if I attribute it to him. But um, to, to paraphrase, it was um, uh, a bird is not afraid of the branch breaking, not because the bird's faith is on the branch, but because the bird's faith is on the wings, it's on its wings. Yeah. And uh, I think that's, that's, that. Uh, fits very well to your story in the in the dog. Yeah, but yeah, violent agreement. There's there's also the <laughs> you were talking about um, boundaries and and like you know as one as a mover, you know like go go explore the boundaries. And I'm also thinking you also in the dog park story. You also have to understand. You have to to some extent understand the dogs. Like you have to know that if that dog runs into me at full speed, it doesn't even care. It doesn't even notice. Like they're, they're just having a blast. And to them, that visceral embodied whack of like running into the human 
they love that you know it's like why do all <laughs> dogs love you know like if they if they snuggle up across your legs and you pat them on the you know you give them that like boop, 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 on the belly they all love that and it and it's like that's not the friendliest thing in the world to do but there's something about they love that that like whole body <laughs> engagement of the physicality um and i'm just thinking that for me is i'm gonna say part of what i like about the movement the physical movements that i'm drawn to <clears throat> it not the whole body impact on the fall but like the the idea of your whole body is engaged and yeah it might be a small jump but i'm interested in like am i using my whole body does it feel like i'm within bounds you know from head to toe um so there's there's definitely an an, ex, an exploration um the, it, within my movement there's an exploration of like the within the movement not necessarily an exploration of like can i climb that mountain or can i go do that jump in that town but just you know what can i do within myself within my abilities you know oh and we'll do it here oh we're in a gym oh we're you know wherever nice whoa i had no idea that she did anything with dogs by the way that was just, mm -hmm. just dogs came up in my head and i'm like what are dogs do you find, um, and I, I'm not paused for thing. I'm just like, oh, to so many, so many questions. Um, uh, was there anything else that you were thinking that you wanted to ask after our little 10 minute pre discussion? Like, I don't want to steal all the, sometimes oh, people, sometimes people, I always get worried about grabbing the steering wheel too much. Like people, sometimes mm -hmm. people want me to steer and sometimes people are like, <laughs> Could you stop talking so I could get a word in anyway? <laughs> you, you take the wheel, Craig. Um, what? <laughs> What's something? Okay. Have you ever, and if you say no, then the second half of the question is useless, but have you ever tried to intentionally like instill curiosity in people? You know, you're like, oh man, this group needs more capital C. Um, and what have you what have you done that's been successful like you mentioned games but is it all right guys let's play a game oh that's lame or is it like you sneak the game in with lunch or like what what have you found that's been successful to actually yeah so what, one one story comes to mind um maybe because we were speaking about callum um powell before this but <laughs> i was hanging out with uh callum's brother sasha who's also an extremely skilled practitioner and uh, cool, cool dude. And I was, um, I used to solve Rubik's cubes a lot when I was when I was younger. Um, that was a sort of outlet for my um, um, fidgetiness. I don't, we can call it curiosity. And, uh, <laughs> nice save. <laughs> yeah. And one of the things I learned to do, or a sort of puzzle that I, I figured out how to solve, was um, solving the cube uh, inside out. So if you can imagine, um, normally you have a plain color um, three by three grid on each side um, and normally solve it with those colors lined up but instead it's solving it with the centerpiece the same color but then all of the others um, switched around so the center is green the corners are green but then the cross would be blue uh, oh. and solving, solving it upside down and it's it's a real brain teaser um, and I was at Sasha's place and Rubik's cube emerged and I was trying to solve it and, and I, and I, and I got it 
and I gave it to Sasha and he was trying it. And I went to tell him how to do it. And then I withdrew myself because I know that one of the things that you need to become curious is, is the experience of error, of, of being close but wrong. Hmm. And so what I felt that was best for that situation was to give him the space to um, get very close to it, um, maybe even get a little bit frustrated, but actually have the experience of um, feeling like progress is being made. I think there's a lot to learn from, you know, things like video games, like there's a sort of huge mystery in, in how um, these things can capture our attention so well. And what are they, uh, what are they symbolizing in a sense? And, and I think it is that, that there's, a, there's a natural um, um, category for, we could call it the resolution of uncertainty. So as, as, you, as something transitions from um, a state of uncertainty to a state of certainty, that seems to be something that's built into our mm. sort of biopsychology. And so within that experience of, um, of uh, solving a problem that, is, that you desire to solve, um, feeling that you're close to it, and then you get a little bit further back and then you get a little, a little bit closer and, and, and this sort of uh, um, Shishek Mihaly, uh, the, 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 the psychologist who passed away recently, who wrote Flow and this described it as the um, uh, zone of proximal development or, or, or that's um, uh, Zygotsky um, but the, the zone of proximal development being that, that space in between sort of too hard mm. and too easy. Mm which is, I think, yeah, a very parkour thing. I mean, that's one of the great things about yeah. parkour because suddenly you've got a, an infinite um, access to that uh, flow state. And, and I think a lot of other things are like that, but, um, you know, there's an infinite amount of things you could do with the skateboard. But I think in, I don't know, in, in I don't know if there's any real difference between that and parkour, but I, I do find that... Um, yeah, there's a hell of a lot that you can uh, you can get into of those sort of flow states you can expose yourself to um, that are just so uh, deeply deeply engaging. Um, but it, what what seems to be necessary for that is, um, if not error, then the possibility of error. Right. I'm not going to detract from that by adding any of my dumb thoughts. Um, oh, please detract away. <laughs> now I'm watching the time tick away. I'm going, oh, yeah, yeah. believe it or not, we should really call it. Um, yeah, that's that's good. I love that I get to listen to these too because I, sometimes I think I want to like, wait, what? Rewind that. Um, cool. Uh, I will just say as much as I hate to say it, and of course the final question, three words to describe your practice. Yeah. Okay. Um, explorative. Uh, praxis with an X is a cool word mm. that I have recently, which means the integration of practice and theory.
I would have to be building or, or uh, mm. yeah building that's a good creative uh, word can you spell practice for me with an x i want to make sure of spelling uh p-r-a-x-i-s practice uh, yeah p-r-a-x-i-s i'm glad i asked yeah <laughs> it's a nice one sweet well as i said before and i'll say it again thanks so much for taking the time flynn distinct pleasure likewise mm -hmm.